On today's episode, the House takes a vote, the inquiry gets a witness, and the president gets booed. All that and more on today's episode of Politics Mostly with your host, Peter Ramirez. Let's get started. Yes, welcome one, welcome all. Up first, today is the House impeachment vote. Speaker Pelosi declared the beginning of the Trump impeachment inquiry over a month ago, and yesterday she announced that the House will hold a formal vote this Thursday on the rules and procedures of the impeachment inquiry into President Trump. Witnesses have been questioned by both Democrats and Republicans privately, But proposed new rules include public hearings and also allow for staff aides to question witnesses directly. Now, do I like this move by Speaker Pelosi? Not really. First of all, Republicans have been calling for a full floor vote on the impeachment inquiry since the beginning. After Speaker Pelosi announced that she would be giving the Republicans what they want, a full House vote, how did the Republicans respond? Republican leader McCarthy immediately tweeted that, quote, today's backtracking is is an admission that the process has been botched from the start. We will not legitimize the Schiff-Pelosi-Sham impeachment, end quote. Republicans clamor for a month that there should be a vote. Democrats schedule a vote, and then Republicans say it's not good enough anyway. So what's the point in trying to appease these people? They will never hold Trump accountable for his actions, and trying to take away Republican talking points, like the fact that there wasn't a House vote on the inquiry, won't defeat their arguments because they'll just change talking points and point to some other obscure process argument. The second reason I disagree with Speaker Pelosi's decision to call for a full House vote is because it's legally unnecessary. Uh, President Trump and his mouth-breathing stooges have attempted to block witnesses from testifying by arguing that the inquiry isn't legitimate because there was no vote in the House. How did that Republican defense work in the courts? In a word, bad. Judge Howe ruled in the court that the impeachment inquiry is constitutional and legitimate before the vote even happened. Right-wingers love to talk about how elections have consequences. They say, President Trump won in 2016, elections have consequences, and Speaker Pelosi is acting unilaterally. You know what? You know which election also had consequences? The 2018 midterms, when Republicans got shellacked at the ballot box, lost 41 seats in the House, thus flipping the House to Democratic control. And with that historic defeat, the Republicans also gave Speaker Pelosi her gavel back. So the next time you hear a right-winger tell you that elections have consequences, tell them they're right. And the third reason I disagree with Speaker Pelosi's decision to hold a full House vote on the Trump impeachment inquiry is that such a vote would most likely expose vulnerable moderate Democrats. After the 2018 midterms, we often think of this progressive Democratic House with AOC and the squad, But in reality, many of the Democrats who won in 2018 were moderates that won historically Republican seats. They didn't run on impeaching President Trump. They ran on defending your health care. Now, every vote in favor of the impeachment inquiry by these vulnerable Democrats will be used in Republican attack ads in these swing districts. 
So anyway, those are the three reasons I'm against a House vote on the rules for the impeachment inquiry. And I'll be right back after a quick break. Ideally, those music breaks would be uh, me reading an advertisement, but considering 17 people listen to this show, we'll, we'll keep it uh, music for now. Here's some uh, breaking news. Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vidman will tell impeachment investigators that he heard firsthand the President of the United States ask Ukraine to launch an investigation into Joe Biden, an American citizen and President Trump's foremost political rival. Colonel Vindman is the first person to testify in the impeachment inquiry who was actually listening in to that now infamous call between President Trump and Ukrainian President Zelensky. And Colonel Vindman's testimony confirms the whistleblower's account of wrongdoing by President Trump. Uh, reading some of this stuff is actually pretty interesting. Colonel Vindman was actually so alarmed by President Trump's apparently illegal behavior that he twice went to the top lawyer at the National Security Council to express concern and seek legal guidance. <laughs> uh, I feel bad for these career officials, Colonel Vidman, Bill Taylor, Fiona Hill. All they do is show up to work every day, try to advance American interests in a bipartisan fashion, and solely for testifying under oath truthfully about crimes the president committed, they get their names, their reputations, and decades of public service tarnished by the right-wing media complex. Colonel Vindman, by the way, is a Purple Heart recipient. He was wounded in Iraq by a roadside bomb. He fought to keep our country safe. He didn't leak anything to the press. And he didn't do anything except testify truthfully under oath when called upon. And his reward? Half the country will call him a usurping deep state operative. Whatever that means. More after the break. Before I go, one last story. Our dear leader attended a World Series game the other day, and here was the reaction from the fans. Now, a deeply unpopular president getting booed by a non-MAGA rally crowd. I know what you're thinking. Why is this a story? I'll tell you why, friend. Trump is the first president since William Taft in 1910 not to throw out a ceremonial first pitch. And it's obvious he would be booed out of the stadium, and that's why he didn't do it. So what does President Trump do? On one hand, he wants to be the center of attention because that's who President Trump is. But on the other hand, his ego is far too fragile to hear thousands of people booing at him. The solution is President Trump appeared on the big screen in between innings around veterans getting applauded justifiably for their service. So a veteran is on the screen, the stadium goes nuts, and then it cuts to the president, and the cheers go to boos. And then the camera cuts back to the other veterans, so the boos immediately revert back to cheers. In a world of pathetic actions by Donald Trump, this perhaps takes the cake. He is so worried about getting booed that he didn't throw out the first pitch. And then, in order to minimize the booing, they sandwich him 
between actual heroes in the hopes that people won't catch on until he's off the screen. The, ch- the crowd also erupted into lock him up chants as well. Go Nationals. Until next time, friends. 